Hello and welcome to The Way Things Used To Be. I'm your host, Don Williams. We all love music. Today, there are so many ways to build your music collection, especially with iTunes and apps like Spotify. When I come back from this short break, I'll tell you about the way we used to collect music back in the 70s. We'll be right back. Let's face it, there is a lot of music out there. Everybody has their own favorite style or genre. Many of us like several kinds of music, from country to hard rock, rap to reggae, classical to heavy metal. Before the advent of the internet, the only way we heard about new music from our favorite artists was to hear it on the radio or go browse through a record store. In the 1970s, the average LP costs anywhere from $2.50 to $8, depending on whether it was popular. That was a lot of money back then to plop down on an album. If you were like me, and like a lot of people I know, we made copies on the cassette tapes and perhaps 8-tracks. While they sounded okay, it wasn't the same as actually owning the album. It wasn't packaged in cool artwork. It was on a rather dull-looking blank tape with a handwritten label. Then along came the Record of the Month clubs, where they featured a popular album at a special low price if you belonged to the club. While this was fine for some people, it didn't help to build a record collection very quickly. There were also those annoying TV commercials boasting all of today's hit songs on a two-record set. Sure, that was one way to collect music, but who wanted the Captain and Tennille and Kiss on the same record? Or the Bay City Rollers and Alice Cooper cutting it up, followed by Sean Cassidy? I remember one commercial for Silver Eagle Records that featured two hippies sitting in front of a motorhome in lawn chairs listening to classic 70s rock. Eek! Hippies? That didn't really inspire me to want to buy that collection. Soon, record and tape club ads started showing up in magazines. You remember the ones that advertised 11 albums of your choice for only a dollar? And in some cases, only a penny. Wow, just think about it. You got all those great albums you always wanted, and all you had to do was write down your selections on a convenient mail-in card and stick it in an envelope. No more browsing through the record store. And in six to eight weeks, allowing for shipping and handling, you would receive a box with all those super groovy records that you'd been waiting for. And on top of that, you even had the option of getting them on a cassette tape, an 8-track, or even an open reel tape. Woo! That was exciting! There was no better way to impress your friends than to have your open reel tape deck blasting the latest Boston album on your 4-foot-tall Pioneer speaker system. Whoa! After the excitement wore off and you had listened to all of those albums, it was time to read the fine print. You could keep the albums if you agreed to buy so many more over the next year at regular club prices. Well... Regular club prices were just as high or higher than the record store, plus you had shipping and handling on top of it. Or you could just return the records. So you were kind of sucked in. Who wanted to return them? And about every other month or so, they would send you another record within the same genres that you've picked before, in hopes that you would buy it. Or you simply returned it and waited for another one to be sent. How could you build a music collection that way? Now these subscription services are long gone, replaced by Spotify, iTunes, and Pandora. Downloading and purchasing songs is so much easier, and your collections are now stored on your phone or your computer instead of shelves collecting dust. But some people, like me, still enjoy collecting those records and tapes. In a future podcast, I'm going to talk about collecting vinyl records. You're not going to want to miss that. We'll be right back.
Okay, so I have a YouTube channel where I have created some spoof videos and some funny little video clips, usually with my family. So I made what I call a spoof commercial. What it is, is it's a ripoff of those subscription music services that you used to see back in the 70s and 80s. I can't play the video, but you can certainly hear the audio, and hopefully it'll, it'll snap some memories of some of those commercials we used to listen to on the radio and used to see on TV. So take a listen. Are you tired of those annoying compressed MP3 files that sound like they're drowning underwater? Have you had it with cassette tapes that are always jamming up? How about those annoying compact disc cases that are always broken? We'll put all those troubles in the trash. It's time to get back to basics with vinyl records. Yes, vinyl records are back and they're better than ever. Thanks to the Vinyl Revival Record Club. Here's just a sample of what you'll get. The Jackson 5. The Brady Bunch Kids. The Osmonds. Curtis Mayfield. <laughs> the Doobie Brothers. Donny Osmond. The Jacksons. The Partridge Family. I think I love you, so what am I so afraid of? I'm afraid that I'm not sure of. And thrilled to the sounds of Boots Randolph and his yakety sax. To get started in the Vinyl Revival Record Club, send check or money order to P.O. Box 774987, Washington, D.C., 20015. Records just $19.99. Sorry, 8-track tapes are sold out. Your satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. This is a spoof ad. This record's a really groovy, really groovy, really groovy, really groovy, really groovy. This record's a really groovy. Oh, I need some ibuprofen after having to listen to that. I'll be right back. Thanks again for joining me this week on The Way Things Used to Be. And I just wanted to share a little something with you. We are now heard in six different countries around the world, including the United States, Uganda, Nigeria, Canada, Burkina Faso, I hope I pronounced that right, and Australia. Hey folks, let's keep this thing going. I'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to email me at donald9360 at gmail.com. Until then, we'll talk to you next week. God bless.